0: Hey guys, I'm Adam Rapport, and this is the Bon Appetit Foodcast. All right, it's Friday, not our usual day, but we've got a special bonus episode for you. Carla Lolly, Music, our food director, and our good friend and regular podcast guest, Gabe T., are back to talk Thanksgiving leftovers, what some might call the best part of the meal. We've got all sorts of ideas for you, and yes, there will be sandwiches. And after that, novelist Emma Straub comes on to read an essay she wrote for our November issue, called Higgledy Piggledy Thanksgivings. You can also find that story online at com. All right, let's do this. Gabe T, welcome back to the pod. Thanks, man. You got anything <laughs> All right, else? right, let's start again. <laughs> Gabe T, welcome back to the pod. Psyched to be here. And Carla, as always. I'm always here. <laughs> literally.
1: I literally just wait for other people to show up in this room.
0: We're talking Thanksgiving leftovers today. Some might say leftovers even better than the actual meal is that is that heresy to say that? No, I don't think so
2: I, I, It's like you cook the meal for two days, it's gone in two minutes, and then
0: then what then what happens? Can I say what's really nice about the leftovers? I feel like when you're you you can kind of enjoy them more like the next day when you're at the kitchen table by yourself, yeah. and like the relatives are gone, all the mishigash from the meal, and you're just like I'm just gonna have I'm gonna have it the way I want it. By myself, standing, standing.
1: Yeah, it's on just your terms. Chilling. It's all on your terms, your sketch. And you the, know what? And you the know right what? temperature.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh wait, you you don't want my green bean casserole? Like you're always worried about offending someone to, if you don't get every single thing on your plate.
2: You're making green bean casserole? No,
0: I'm not. That's the point. And I don't want to eat your green bean casserole. And I want to just have what I want to have. You know, I think that's he okay. He wants to be
1: alone. We do it together, alone together.
0: Yeah, I... I you and your we, husband, you mean? like? No, you each do we always
1: own? go. So Thanksgiving is um, when it's at my mom's house. The next day, we go up to Connecticut and spend the weekend up there. And then it's just nuclear family and off and the, and the offspring.
2: Yeah, it's like an extension of the holiday. It is yeah. it, the holiday but, continues, but
1: without the riff raff. Yeah. Like no no extras. <laughs> <riffraff>. You know <laughs> what I mean? No plus ones. <laughs> it's just like nuclear. Yeah, pajama friendly. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So let, before we get to specific dishes that we like to or concoct or creations with leftovers, um, I want to get some of the logistics in place. And like Carl, one thing I was wondering about, like first thing I got ask about storage. Because you're a very organized person. Like, what are you doing with all the various parts and whatnot of of the meal? And how do you sort of contain them?
1: Ziploc bags are kind of a miracle product.
0: Hallelujah.
1: And the reason they're so great is because you can smush them into areas of the refrigerator. They can be flat. They can get folded over. They just take up less room than a ton of Tupperware. And they're pretty tough. Those gallon
2: Ziplocs, they're tough.
1: I always hope that it's a cold enough temperature that I can use the outdoor refrigerator, mm. which is just the outdoors, yes. or putting stuff out onto your windowsill if it's cold enough. Because
0: or, or if you just have like a basic cooler, you yes. put everything in there so you can close it. And so I've the, done that so too. the raccoons don't get to it. Because
1: if you don't have a second fridge, there might be a lot of panic going on. Yeah, it's hard to put it all away. And then the cooler hopefully, is a
2: great idea too. I'm bringing the cooler in from the car.
1: The cooler is in
2: the back of my truck. I'm bringing it in. Well, so yeah. like,
0: I mean that's like at um so. Oftentimes I will watch football games with Gabe at his good friend Rick's place, and Rick typically has a cooler on his little back deck in Brooklyn, so as you just put all the beer and everything in there, so not everyone's not always going into the fridge and the kitchen when you and Rick are trying to cook. It's like, no, no, no. the drinks are out there. Yeah. That's where you want to get your drinks from. Cooler, good.
1: And then giving away a certain amount of leftovers, a certain amount. At the end of the uh, meal. Okay, so
0: how do you do that? Because some people talk about, oh, I always like to get my little, like you know, Chinese food takeout containers and give everyone a little to-go kit. I'm like, I don't want to give away my all my leftovers.
1: Strategically, like some, right? But enough. You it's a it's a you're downsizing enough to where you can put Ooh, everything away. Interesting. But then you're also making sure that you have enough for sandwiches.
0: What's a real drag is when you go to someone's house for Thanksgiving, you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be so great. We don't have to cook. We can just show up. We can leave when you want to. And then you wake up the next morning, and you're like, oh, wait, we have
1: no leftovers.
0: Right. That's, That's where
1: that like extra turkey breast sidecar situation comes in handy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you you were espousing in the previous yeah. podcast about making the separate turkey breast, bone in, skin on, but just the breast, not yeah. with everything else. It's
1: sandwich insurance.
0: Yeah.
2: You guys already hit the Thanksgiving cast?
1: We've talked about some Thanksgiving content. All right, cool. Yeah,
2: I mean that goes a long way around here, right? Ba. It's, it's like the whole year is kind <laughs> of a run up. It's kind of like this is the Thanksgiving. It's basically of Thanksgiving.
1: July <laughs> until until Thanksgiving Day yeah, yeah. is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in February now. I'm already like hibernating.
2: Yeah, it's weird. This is the first cast for us of daylight savings time, and it's dark outside, and it's just weird. Yeah, the vibe is weird.
0: Although I like the fact my vibe <laughs> is weird. Gabe's like, I'm not drinking and it's dark out. What's going on? The last on? time
2: I was like catching a buzz, I think Carla made Yeah, a we cocktail. had watermelon
1: margaritas. Yeah. It was high summer.
2: Whoa, you. This one's just like, it's four o'clock, it's dark outside, I got lost in the Oculus, and we're here.
0: <laughs> lost, isn't that, isn't that like a police album or something? Lost in the, <laughs> the Oculus? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, but let's get to some actual recipes. Gabe, you're up first. Every year, Tradish. you make what? Turkey ramen. Mm. All right, I love the sound of that. I have no idea how I to like do that. I like it
2: because it. I do love the holiday. Like, I, I, you know, just like everybody else, I love Thanksgiving. Or you, you're like, not, you're kind of every- like- <laughs> I mean,
1: I don't think everybody loves Thanksgiving. I feel like
2: people, if you canvass people, they say their favorite their favorite <laughs> holiday is Thanksgiving. It's a time when people gather, gather. Some around people me.
1: really hate their families. And I think, oh, that's well, if that's,
2: if that's the case, you are not going to like any holiday. <laughs> no comment. Uh, no, I love. I, I love it. I love hosting. Families um, or in-laws? Which one are you talking about?
1: Whatever your family is. <laughs> I love. I
2: love hosting. I met Fernando Music.
1: Yeah, you did. Uh, he's incredible. Family.
2: His family must be incredible too.
1: Incredible. Yeah. Interesting.
0: So, so sorry. So, Gabe, you are hosting this year. Yeah.
2: Traditionally, or our recent tradition, my wife and I is that we will host, and all of her brothers and sisters are here, live here in New York. They all have sig others the parents come in from cleveland we have a you know we have a nice like family holiday how
0: many total do you think
2: um maybe like we'll and then a couple stragglers yeah right so i think we'll have like 10 to 12 i was
0: debating being a straggler this year but i think we might be hosting in new york but anyway so so then how, how many pound turkey are you buying
2: uh we'll do jules ordered it already it's. I feel like I don't know. It's the appropriate like size, like fourteen pounds or so. Yeah, or 16. I think it's like the the thirteen to sixteen range. Okay. All right. So th- all do right. you have an
1: alt protein, or are you just a turkey man?
2: I think we'll just do turkey with a bunch of different sides.
1: Okay.
0: All right. So you got the leftover turkey. Then mm-hmm. talk to me about turkey. Well, ramen. the turkey ramen this intrigues me. I, you know,
2: we, we've t- we've discussed on this cast, on this here cast, r- my love for ramen yeah. and and project cooking and making ramen. Turkey. A couple years ago, I was like, I'm. You know, every year you're gonna you want to make stock, or you know, I just you to do something with that carcass, so I was like, "Man, let's just let, instead of making a soup or just making stock, let's just make ramen." All right, you know.
0: So you, you are you just going to keep hitting the table the whole podcast? Sorry,
2: I'm gesticulating, <laughs> gesticulating in the I, air, not on I, the table. All right, cool. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Okay, I really. So,
0: so what do you do with the carcass? Do you take all the meat? I talked. I want to. Yeah, I mean, you
2: you pick the meat out and you kind of pull that to the side, right? Because that's going to be the toppings for your Mm -hmm. for your ramen. Mm -hmm. But you you build a you build a a ramen stock the way you would a a tonkatsu or any other kind of ramen stock. You're building flavor on there. You're putting.
0: Let's say I've never built a ramen stock before. Well, you're putting in your you're putting in your veg. Are you roasting the bones first?
1: I mean, it's been cooked. I don't feel like you need to. But I have a question, which is, have you already set aside, like, the best parts of the meat? Like, is this the Sunday project? I'm not overly worried about the meat. Or you go straight into, like, you're fine with, like, sacrificing any meat that's left on the bird and it's all gonna go into this robin, and that's fine.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of fine with it. There's yeah. usually a lot of meat left over, so right. I'm not like overly concerned about what gets into the stock. Yes. Um. Okay, I <laughs> have
0: another question. All right, so you've got the carcass. Yep. Before you put it in the pot, do you take a cleaver and kind of whack it Yeah, up? you definitely got to. I okay. mean, that's a giant, yeah, that's a it's giant big, right? carcass. Okay. Yeah. So you cut it up, it's in the pot, and what yeah, else is in there?
2: I mean, you know, uh, onions, ginger, garlic, you know, couple a of lot carrots. of onions, a couple carrots, you're gonna throw in a bunch of scallions. At a certain point, you're going to add, I use dried shiitakes Mm -hmm. um, that you can pick up at the Japanese specialty store that are amazing, and some kombu, which you can put in in at some point that you take out. You don't want to leave it in there too long. I'll go get a smoked ham hock somewhere, put a big smoked ham hock in there, just to give it depth of flavor. That's what I was going to
1: ask just for body, too, because the bones, the carcass bones have been... Cooked, yeah. So they don't have all of their gelatin, same, yeah. yeah, yeah, ramen giving properties. Yeah.
2: yeah. So why not? Why not a smoked ham hock? Why not just go to your butcher and say, hey, give me some. You got any meaty pork bones? Roast those bad boys. Yeah. Mm. And stick those in there with the yes. turkey. Why not? So why not? how long? Simmering time. How long are we talking? In I toto? mean, I'm doing it overnight. Oh, oh really? Oh yeah. In fact, this has been a bone of contention <laughs> around, around the house. Some people don't like to have a stock pot on overnight. Ah. Some people get concerned about the apartment (laughs) burning down. Uh I'm just saying some people get concerned about the stock making process and whether or not there's safety there. If it's it's
1: overheat, you're fine. But I think it's also, what I like about this too is that if you have the wherewithal at the end of Thanksgiving dinner, this is a great, I don't have room in my fridge for all this crap solution. Because you could just go straight into like, I'm. Going into the biggest pot we have, and then that can simmer all night. Never sees the inside simmer, of so, the fridge. Simmer all
2: night.
0: Oh, I have another question. I'm yeah. raising my hand to the listener. Actually, Can't see until me.
2: dinner the next day, because yeah. I'm just going to simmer that broth so all the way through. So
0: you're getting going that evening after yeah. you've done the dishes. Yes, sir. You're an industrious guy. You yep. like to be doing things. Yep. So like when everyone else is kind of passed out on the sofa, you're like, I'm going to get this stock going now. It's 8:30 or whatever. It makes the house smell. I mean, the yeah. house is right. smelling
2: great already, but you know, it just kind of keeps the vibe going. Everybody, you know, people are peeking in at the, those that aren't concerned about food safety are peeking <laughs> in at the stock they're they're getting ready for the ramen and ramen is an opportunity to keep the holiday going we invite people over so Pe- fun. everybody's kind of with their families on thanksgiving next day you know the atoms of the world could get a look yeah. so so you know, bored carlos of the world could I, get yeah. a look
0: i am at home i am so restless and so bored i'm like you're get looking me out of my house you're looking at something
2: come over for yeah. you know m- maybe we'll have like giant bottles of natural wine and maybe, maybe we'll have I, ice cold beers and turkey ramen
0: who yeah. knows so, all right so we're all right so we got this year, plusing, this year
2: I'm This year I'm going to plus it up. What is that? I'm going to I'm going to have my buddy Sam White come over. You know Sam? No. Ramen Shop. Oh. Oakland. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's got he's like he's the ramen some nudes? he's the ramen king of oh, he's going to bring in the dashi situation. Whoa. I haven't really like dashi. I haven't mastered the art of dashi, which I don't think really is an art, but you should know it's like a thing that real ramen people know. Yeah. I don't usually have access to that kind of like dried fish situation with the you know what I mean with the <laughs> tech. So Sam's gonna come over. He's gonna help me plus it up. I think this year's turkey ramen, I'm optimistic, is gonna be the best turkey ramen ever. Okay.
0: okay. So all right. Wait. So all right. So you have the stock is at the point. You know, it's the d- next day, late afternoon. Come on over. We're at a good place. Then what? What are we doing for noodles? Yeah, what oh, is the, the noodle strategy? We get the sun oh, okay. noodles. Yeah. Sun noodles. I'm not making noodles, guys. So I can...
1: thought maybe you had another bro you were going to call in no, with I'm... some nude connection. That's N O O D. For the, <N-O-O-D>. for <laughs> the nude.
2: <laughs> um, no, I'm going to get some sun, some fresh sun noodles. Like how many packs do you buy? Like, I mean, one. It's it's really their single serving packs. I mean, yeah. one
0: for each bowl. Okay, and you can now go get those. Like at the Whole Foods yeah, of the world and stuff. Yeah, they're all Whole Foods. Yeah, they're all over yeah. the place. All over the place. All over right. the place. And so then, what do you do in terms of accoutrement?
2: Oh man. Well, we can talk about the turkey. Yeah. so the the turkey
1: i think the meat, the, the meat, meat that you yeah. set aside
2: needs to be warmed I kinda, up. Yeah, I kind of like do this weird thing where I take some of that stock and ladle and label oh, yeah. it into mm. like a small, um, a small cast iron, and then like jack the heat up and Ooh. cook it and almost like carnitas, like carnita sized. I like that. Yes. The, with yes. a little bit of soy yes. and a little bit of like extra vibes yes. inside for the turkey and make the ter- the turkey like yeah.
0: crispy yeah. Yes. and and kind of it's kind of salty that. and kind of
2: mm. crispy, mm. and right, so that's we, the that's the turkey topping for okay. the ramen right yep. and then you'll you'll have your you know your regular toppings maybe get some some pickled bamboo yep. we we might get some obviously the scallions you have the sesame seeds
1: would you if you had some fried onions say from oh, your I mean, yes. casserole topper yes. could you Man. do a little why not sprinkle sprinkle? I would.
2: Not? I, it's not something that I would traditionally do, but it's not a bad. It's not a bad. <laughs> it's idea.
1: not traditional. There is
0: nothing bad about it at all. I don't you, know Gabe, when
1: you said the chili and the garlic, it made me think of like the little shaved um, chili, toasted Gabe, chili.
0: You're an Italian guy is in making Brooklyn you know, making turkey ramen. There's nothing traditional going on here. Okay.
1: Yeah, I just yeah, it's
2: cool. All okay. right, let me, All right, next question. Final I want question. the bowl to present. Nice. Final
0: question before we set up. Do if say you have ten people over for Fridays, we're hanging out. There's some random college football game on. Will you do the egg, the ramen I'm egg for ask each that bowl? Too. Oh, always the egg. You will You have to have the yeah. egg. How many minutes or how do you do this? Uh, six and a half. Yeah,
2: you got to time it. You got to have an ice bath already. Everybody knows this. And you go into boiling water. Yeah. Yeah. Screaming boiling water. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have my little spider basket situation. Boom. Right into the thing. You know, time it with your with your phone. Boom. Right into the thing. And then it's just you got to be so I really try to be so careful peeling those eggs. Yeah. To make up. Older egg is easier.
1: Let them sit. No, no, no. Like don't get a farm fresh egg. You're better off when you want to make it easy to peel to get an b- egg from the supermarket. Man, I didn't know That, that. is not yeah, so. There's a bit of air, the air between the egg. Yeah. And the, yeah. That, so buy, the air is releasing, so and then you get buy, the air pocket. Buy
0: some eggs a week ahead of time. I always, I
2: always want to ask there. you this, Carla. Can you please stop talking? Again? I always, I always <laughs> want to ask you this, Carla. Eggs room temp, out of the fridge before you boil them.
1: For for the yeah, just bring six them out and a
2: half. No, I'm just saying, bring them. Does it matter? Do you, do you do should they be room temp or could you take them right out of the fridge and drop them in? The, is this in the... a food safety question or, no, or timing it's, of it's, the egg? It's question? Just like what makes a better egg?
1: I think it depends on what you're doing with them. If it, a room temperature egg, when you crack it, you're more likely to break the yolk. Yeah,
0: yeah. because
1: it's like he's relaxed. talking
0: for for doing ramen eggs. Yeah, when uh, you're putting in boiling I water. I think
1: our six and a half minute timing is based on a fridge cold egg. Okay, got it. And so I think if you had room temp possible danger of over overcooking. Got it. Yes.
0: Okay. All right, Gabe. We will be joining you in Williamsburg on Friday after I, Thanksgiving. I, I, oh.
2: Before before we jump off of this, I di- I do wanna share with the listeners some some seasoning techniques. Well I'm 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 down with miso ramen. So, you know, right. you've got to
1: season that broth.
2: That yes. broth just isn't,
0: you know yeah. what I mean? I don't, I don't want Thanksgiving ramen. I want, like, actual ramen ramen that it it happens at turkey It's so in
1: rich it. to me, so ramen. Like, this is a rich bowl of, like, oh, yeah, this, this is, is a stick like to a, your you're ribs. not eating all rich. day. Turkey's sort of, super rich. You're going from r- Thanksgiving meal recovery into a fasting phase yep. and then back into hunger you're and not then going you're for going the sandwich to,
2: yeah, you're not going for right. this double stacked no thanksgiving sandwich into the turkey rum definitely you're not. going through like a fasting for me fasting means drinking <laughs> heavy drinking <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you're going into a fasting phase i might have gone for a run in the afternoon and i come over huh. with a i'm all worked up i don't want to eat
1: right well that's good because yeah. like after you eat you're like I'm good worth eating forever. Doesn't that yeah. sound delicious, turkey ramen? Yeah, it sounds yeah. Great. It sound, Are you coming over? Yeah, I'm coming over. Day after Thanksgiving? Friday. Done. It's usually Friday.
0: All right, Carla, what, what do you got on your docket in terms of leftovers?
1: So I like to do a thing... I also like to get there early when, you know, there's something about taking all the leftovers out of the fridge and having everybody come around and everybody's assembling their own thing. But then there's a certain amount of panic that might set in because certain items are in low supply the day after. Like we always do these sauteed Brussels sprout leaves. There's going to be a tiny amount of those. So you need to be like first in line if you want to get them. Hand is up.
2: Um, Are you I saw a. I think in BA, a a recipe for like a a raw shaved Brussels sprout salad. Uh, Are you doing that too? Or you like to cook them?
1: It's like sauteed for two minutes, high heat, three minutes, barely anything. So I like to have a very late breakfast. So like at around one or two. But if I'm not in the mood for the whole sandwich thing because of all the bread and the situations, I do like to do a turkey hash. But mm. in the turkey hash, I might start with gravy, Oof. the endy, like most fatty bits of the s- part of the turkey meat that has plenty of skin. Mm. So you got like your skin getting a little crispy, you got gravy yeah, bubbling there,
0: around. There's also that parts of the skin that are on the underside that yes. don't get crispy, but then here you can crisp them up. Exactly. Ooh, You're like getting that.
1: like turkey fat. Yeah. Frying up some <laughs> stuffing that we, might be we my mom's
0: crisp
2: that yeah. which has not been
1: crisped. <laughs> yeah. My mom makes a delicious cornbread stuffing, but her style is the stuffing style. She's not a dressing separate yep. in the outside. The stuffing is made inside of the bird. Talk about food safety. We have yep. had some pretty funny situations, s- and it's very someone's, delicious. S-
0: someone's father-in-law might not be in. Yeah,
1: well, I'm the one walking around the kitchen, like putting the digital probe into the center of the stuffing, and she's like, Can you back off like I I've been doing this for 30 years. Anyway, but the stuffing is cooked inside the bird. Amazing flavor, but it doesn't get that crispy crispy top of the thing. So then I'll take some stuffing, put that in the pan, get that nice and crispy, throw in the Brussels sprout leaves before anybody shows up and Mm -hmm. doesn't know that I already used them all. And then once everything is crispy and sort of spread out in the pan, push things around and drop a couple eggs in there and make a nice turkey stuffing. Some fantastic hash. Could
0: you do? I like. I mean, I love the sound of that. And, and then I'm, hot sauce. What about? Would you ever do any sort of like sweet potatoes or something in there? Like kind of like a sweet potato potato. Most hash often has a potato. We do know sweet potatoes. Oh. no, mm. I
1: would not. I like the combo of the crispy, the stuffing getting yeah. crispy. There's sausage in the stuffing, the turkey fat, some little bits of turkey meat, mm-hmm. the Brussels getting kind of crisp back up, and then make some holes. Drop, drop the, the eggs, eggs let those sunny side maybe put the lid on top so that the i don't like it when the the yolk is too naked so just to get the top of the egg like cooked through, like cooked through not yep. cooked through but yep not yeah fully yeah, sunny second, yeah. side yeah. sounds awesome slide it out hot sauce all over the whole slide thing slide
0: the whole thing out onto one plate so yeah. it's in together yeah mm, yes sounds
2: yes. real good it's pretty yeah.
1: good
0: that sounds really nice.
2: Do you make that pan like screaming hot so that it cr- so that it forms like a crust on the bottom? It doesn't
1: really have. If you have a well seasoned the right size pan, like if you choose something too big, then things are going to get scorched yeah. and dried out. But if everybody's like nice and snug in there and you don't mess with it too much, the undersides are all going to get browned and release Yeah, released yeah. Right I think you want guy. you
0: want crispy not burnt, you know. <laughs> I mean, true. It's true. Like, you don't need it to be was screaming suge- hot. Was I suggesting burnt? You said screaming hot. I'm saying it will burn if you have a screaming hot. All right. You know? I'm
1: big into medium heat right now. Yeah. It's just my, Patience. like, mellow. Because things do brown.
0: Totally. If you don't touch them, they'll totally brown. Just, See, mine- I, I was, Mine, I have the much more rudimentary version of that. I like to do, like, the black and white Thanksgiving cookie. Mm-hmm. So I take the left- <laughs> <laughs> So in the, in the pan, like, nonstick or- Talk uh, about non-traditional. Cast iron. You got the butter in there. And then you take the leftover mashed potatoes and put that on one side of the pan. And then you take the leftover stuffing and put it in the oh. other side to form like a Thanksgiving <laughs> black and white cookie. Insane. And That's... just get it super crispy on the bottom. Insane. And then you flip it out over. You do the flip where you put the it's plate flipped
1: ah. it
2: over.
0: It's not flipping It, it is. Over. It's not.
1: If you puts the plate right on the surface. I've done this countless doing...
0: times. You yeah. have? Yeah.
2: Yes. because you look—the you, look in your face <laughs> looks like you're
0: making it up. No, I am not making it up. This is my—I do this every year. The one thing—where's the turkey? There's—I no, don't—I don't—I don't really like turkey. I don't want. Oh, I'm going to get to that. I don't want leftover turkey. I want my—I just want my stuffing. I want my mashed potatoes. I want it really buttery. But the thing is, Carl, and, and this is what I wonder about making the actual meal itself. When you're having leftovers, because, you know, as things age or whatever, or things get over. they lose some of their moisture. So it's so imperative that you have enough gravy to yeah. sort of re-moisten things. Yes. And my question is, as, a, as the host or the cook, how do you make sure you have enough gravy, you know, when you're making the meal? Do you make extra, you know, gravy that you put aside just for leftovers? That is
1: a conundrum. That's you know. another thing that, like, may be in low supply.
0: You know, we, we have that recipes we talked about in the last pod, for the umami gravy and the new issue of Bon Appetit, and that's one you can do ahead of time. You're not dependent on pan drippings. You're just doing, like, you make your own stock. You can do box stock, fortified yeah. box stock. You make a roux, et cetera. And it's nice to have that, you know, like, hey, I know I'm going to have this the next day. I'm going to set aside a quart. Totally.
2: Boom. Can I ask you another question? Yeah. Please. Um, if you just wanted to, like, if, for instance, you were near the meat the meat hook or another fancy grocer and they happen to have some gravy for thanksgiving would you might just grab that or is that just cheating
1: you can't do that. no i don't think i would buy gravy but if i really trusted the butcher i might i would i have definitely bought stock
0: yes um,
1: but buying you, gravy is so personal, what flavors are in there. And it could go it's super. It's just a cheat. Like I'm very sensitive to a certain amount of sage, but not too much. Or it could be very rosemary-ish. Or you know what I mean? Like those things you want to taste like your turkey. What I do yep.
0: love when my mom always makes her stock. She her makes her gravy and she makes homemade stock and does the drippings and everything. And the next day you open it up and you're in the fridge and it's just all wobbly Dilatenous. and gelatinous. Yeah, and you're good. like, <laughs> yes. And you don't pour it into the pan. You take a big spoonful Like jello and just slap it in there. That's one of my favorite
1: things to put Uh. on the toasted bread when I do have my sandwich. Okay,
0: we're going to get to that in one second. By the way, you'd be, you would be,
2: although the bird has been cooked before it goes into the ramen stock pot, you'd be surprised how wobbly that stock does actually get. Like it's still giving off some gelatin and some little like wing tips and pieces of skin and fat might sneak their way into that ramen stock pot as well. I would recommend. I'm not. I'm not
0: totally judicious about what goes in that pot. Yeah, Carl, do you remember this recipe from a couple of years ago, 2016? I want to say Andy Bergani said maybe it was his first sort of issue. Yes, love mashed potato scordalia. Genius. Can you talk to us about this one? Remember yeah. So
1: it's it? it's if the mashed potatoes is also something you might have a lot, you might not. But this is basically taking any mashed potatoes that are left over and turning it them into a dip. Incredible! So it's scordalia, it. where you just are <laughs> blending the mashed potatoes with with walnuts, with garlic, with oh. fresh lemon juice, olive oil, and, um, and you, some herbs, and you whip it. And you whip it, that and then, right. and then and a lot and of have oil, whip oil, it right? good. A
0: beautiful shot of like little toasted pita chips and like cucumber yeah. spears, that and, and it's right. a great you way drizzle to be with like the olive oil, some having your
1: hmm. mashed potatoes, but also f- having your crudité plat. Water. Exactly. It was just really like, oh, I'm so, I'm so restrained. I'm
0: very intrigued by this. So there's also a recipe That's a great one. also great. in this uh, issue of 2006, which I like. The recipe or the ingredient list was a tad long for me, but mm-hmm. it was turkey shawarma with mm-hmm. crunchy vegetables where you season the turkey with all sorts of ground cinnamon and paprika and cumin and coriander, cayenne, etc., And then you pack, shred it, pack it into a pita with all sorts of crispy veg and whatnot. Winter. That was a good one. I like Winter? that tra- yeah.
1: I like that like transformation and I, it's the same thing I like about the ramen is is you're kind of tired of those mm, flavors, those exactly, you know, right. like you've had a lot of Sage. the buttery and the yeah. rosemary. Rosemary. rosemary and Sage, the, blah, blah, blah. yeah, and the bread and everything else and then kind of taking that cuz turkey is like it does lend itself to be a blank canvas in that way. You can take it kind of lots of different flavor directions yep. and yep. that one you're just like really you're not going to feel like you're eating thanksgiving.
0: Mhm. All right. Leftover turkey sandwich. Mm-hmm. You guys ready? Who wants yeah. to go first? I do. All right, what do you got? Cuban.
1: Oh. What? what? Turkey what? Cu- turkey yeah. Cuban. Totally oh. Got to do
0: it. All right, so talk to us.
2: You know, I think I need to do that same carnitas effect with the sh- with the shredded turkey from for my Cuban. Um and somehow introduce some fatty brothy situation to it boil it down again, crisp it up in a hot pan, mm. just get yourself like the best. Okay, so the bread for the Cuban, it's not really a baguette. No. it's got It's like French bread, but it's gotta be, got you, the right you crumb know, to it. You know where it's, But it's, and it's softer, softer than a baguette. But you know where it's good to go? You if gotta you get go,
0: right. You go to the average grocery store and yes. they have those plastic bins with the hero rolls. Yes, those are good. You want they that. They get close. Yeah. 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 Did you do a slice of ham in there and a
2: pickle and that sort of stuff? Definitely, definitely pickles. And I think you know what I think. Some and I know you, you might get mad, but I think cheddar.
1: Mm, I love mm. cheddar. Why would I, I get it? Well, people of cheddar? get people get
2: mad at it's like no, it doesn't it kind of like is oily when it's melty.
1: Oh, that's fine.
0: Yeah. But I think if you what if you had what if you are at one of those Thanksgivings where you had some leftover ham and you do a turkey, ham, cheddar well,
2: of pickle. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I mean, think that would be talking Yeah, I'm just saying, of course did. if I have some <laughs> ham kicking around I'm not, you know what I <laughs> <what laughs> mean?
1: You had that ham hock. Would you, you know?
2: would you all right another question. Turkey, Cuban, Incredible, right? You, with some with some great with some great mustard. Yeah. Are you gonna press it? Yes. Okay. You must press pressed it, pressed and Pini- crisp. If you have a crisp, if you have a panini press or you could just do it on a on the the flat iron or the grill, or just like, or or just you know grab something heavy and
1: put whack it, it on it, there, put
2: it right on there.
0: Yeah, like right.
1: this, another cast iron pan.
0: I, I am hungry again. The Cuban, right? Yeah, that's a good one. Turkey Cuban, mm. into it. Mm. Yeah, Carla.
1: Uh, I know you're going to both laugh at me, but I love an open-faced for my turkey. What? Yep, I do for my turkey leftover. Yeah, because it just, it gets too big. It gets really crazy. When you pile it on, you can't. You can't and get I, that
2: other piece of bread on top.
1: And I do want a, n- a number of layers of things, and I don't want, I do, kind of just don't want all that bread. Yeah, I it's want, a mound. Yeah, and when you put gravy on your bread, you want a pretty thick slice, and then you can't have two super thick slices, because then it's just a so with gravy. the so whole you do, are thing. are you doing warm?
0: Is this, like a like, hot, is this like a hot brown sandwich?
1: <laughs> I like, I don't know what that is. That's but a very I like famous a, sandwich yeah. uh,
0: in Louisville, right? Yeah. The, the brown hotel or whatever help me out
1: thick slice of pullman okay i really like pullman for pandemi for a sandwich toasted um on top of that i'm doing the cold gravy spread right onto the the hot gravy schmear the cold gravy schmear i'm doing mayonnaise schmear i'm doing kimchi definitely then i've got um slices of turkey meat I have hoarded and hid from everybody else the, the leftover sautéed brussels sprout leaves. Probably more hot sauce dribbles over kimchi? that. Yeah, yeah. delish. But, and then it's a knife and fork situation. But is situation. the top
0: layer the, the loose brussels leaves? Yeah.
1: No cheese. I think it'll be tough to eat. You, fork, you yeah. have to fork and knife it, which is why I thought you But you're not laughing. a But you're not a
0: stuffing person?
1: Uh, People would do that. Not with a thick slice of bread, down. No. Cranberry? Oh yeah, cranberry, yes. cranberry and the kimchi, oh, amazing genius. together. Yeah. My mom makes Garlicky a raw, and sweet. yeah, that's and genius. my and Carol makes a raw cranberry relish. That's the so one is, from the back of the bag. Yeah. It's just with less sugar.
0: I'm gonna. Can, I just want to do like, twenty year old rapo sandwich. Okay, like when you're home from college, yeah, and like you've been out and it's sure. like you get home at two a.m. and you're like I'm making a sandwich, and it's some sort of like pre packed like packaged sliced white bread, and then just absurd amounts of Hellman's mayonnaise on both sides. Toasted? Nope, just oh, squishy man. white bread, absurd amounts of mayonnaise. Papatron. Pulled apart turkey. 20-year-old rapper would be eating the white meat. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had not yet seen the light it's okay. or the dark. Uh, that was a good one. And then I think, you know what most people forget, especially oh with the white meat? They forget to salt and pepper it. Yeah. Like if you're doing that slice white meat where it's on the inside of the turkey breast, like it doesn't, it's not seasoned. You know what I mean? It's like you got to aggressively go with the salt and cracked pepper. I s- smush it together, cut it on the diagonal, and I'm just standing at the kitchen counter at 2 a.m. drinking a Mountain Dew. Eating some cool ranch Doritos and eating that sandwich, so and I, no I could not stuffing, be happier. There's no lettuce. Just, there's it's no just oh, the there's 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 mayonnaise and turkey and yeah. Doritos and Mountain Dew.
2: Sounds good. I feel like the tradish sandwich would be, you know, the white bread yeah. toasted, no, w- and then and then hit the mash and then hit mashed potatoes stuffed turkey, yeah. mashed potatoes stuffing. Hold on, back in the toaster oven. Get let that get all blendy and what is, sm- and smoky what, and toasty. What is toasty, traditional about that? And and then hit that with a slice of cheese. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then put the other piece of toasty cheesy toasty bread How on top many- of that, and then smash it down, and slice that bad boy. That's that's cook. the sandwich. It's just like spilling over the sides. It's just like a mess. you take a bite. Like, the, that's the, like,
0: the, dude, I've got the best idea for a sandwich. the gravy be awesome. and the,
2: everything, like everything goes in the sandwich. Yeah. Everything. I could see that
0: on the back page of our new issue of Bon Appetit in the November issue, uh, Carla's video mate, Ina Garten. Oh yeah, Ina. She's our back page, and she says um, her easiest Thanksgiving was when she and Jeffrey skipped the holiday entirely. <gasps> Quote: One year we decided we liked leftovers so much that I made the turkey and stuffing the day before, and we had turkey sandwiches for dinner. It was really fun.
2: How good is that?
0: Ina, God bless Ina.
2: That sandwich, (laughs) that looks
0: crazy. Let me see that. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like your sandwich. You just just That's exactly right. That's what you do. It's like nine inches tall. That's exactly right. (laughs) See,
1: because I feel like... You know, she probably has to, there's I feel like so I much would Thanksgiving that sh- you have to think about when you when you live in food and creating recipes mm-hmm. that when the holiday rolls around, you're just like, you know what? I don't need the whole rigmarole. Just yeah. give me the sandwich. The
2: sandwich. I feel like Ina's my mom. I wish she reminds was. me of my mom. I know. All right, Gabe. Shout out to Ina. If you're out there and you can hear me, you can adopt me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gabe D, thank you as always. Oh man, it was my pleasure. Thank you, Carla.
1: Thanks for having me.
3: It took me until I was almost 30 to realize how jealous I was of other people's family holidays. Blame Instagram. Blame Martha Stewart. Blame my friends who are best friends with their siblings and whose parents have famous recipes and whose nieces and nephews have slumber parties. To paraphrase Tolstoy, happy families are all the same on Thanksgiving, and it took me until well into adulthood to realize that my own happy family was an exception to that rule. We had somehow missed a memo on calcifying our traditions, and I was bummed about it. When I was a kid, Thanksgiving was all about the balloons. I grew up four blocks north of the American Museum of Natural History, around which the Macy's Day Parade, as we called it, inflated its enormous, unwieldy Snoopy and Superman balloons on Thanksgiving Eve. The following morning, all the floats and high school marching bands would line up along Central Park West with Santa's sleigh, the very tail of the parade, sitting vacant at the end of our block. Sure, we had turkey, but the food was secondary to the girls with batons and the costumed professionals holding a 65-foot kermit on a string. My mother, a former high school cheerleader, who will be horrified to have that fact printed in a magazine or read on a podcast, is still very much an enthusiast, and she liked nothing more than to stand along the sidelines shouting along with Al Roker or whoever the Grand Marshal was, imploring each balloon to join the parade. True to form, the most meaningful childhood Thanksgiving I remember has nothing to do with food or family, just the parade. It was the year that the New Kids on the Block were on one of the floats. If you're too young to bring up a mental image of the New Kids on the Block in, say, 1989, imagine haircuts like atomic bomb explosions, blousy silk shirts, and elaborate leather jackets. I was so stunned by seeing them in person, just feet away from me, not on MTV, that the moment their float passed by, I became a black hole of tween misery for the rest of the day. Pity the parents who had to cajole me into enjoying the stuffing. It's a metaphor for a holiday. So much build up, So much excitement, and then the crushing realization that it's a day, just like any other, that will be over in a few hours and nothing more. Existential dread fueled by tryptophan. My parents both come from small, far-flung families, so holidays were never about the gathering of a tribe. Then my brother left for college in California, and coming home for the Thanksgiving holiday quickly proved ridiculous. Cold weather, two days, jet lag. It didn't make sense. And what for? For some turkey? And so for the last half of my life, Thanksgiving has been, well, sort of higgledy-piggledy. Once we came loose from the mom-dad-kid-kid structure, we were searching for the thing that made us feel like the cast of a Nancy Myers movie, wearing white and unafraid of stains. It took me a long time to realize that there are a lot of us who feel that way, like we missed the orientation at proper adulthood, and so we're still flailing around in the dark while everyone else trusses and bastes with ease. When my husband and I got together, I was 22 and he was 24. Mike had just moved to New York from Florida and I was the only native he knew. The first Thanksgiving we spent together, we went with my parents to their artist friend's loft on Cooper Square in the village. We ate a butternut squash soup and marveled at the jars full of colorful, gumball-sized casts of the sculptor host's head and teeth. I think that's when Mike knew he wasn't in Florida anymore. That was the first time we'd been guests on Thanksgiving, which felt a little bit like taking a vacation. Very nice, and also not what you want to do forever. The following year, we went to Mike's parents' home in the mountains of North Carolina. The air was clean and brisk, the view was mountainous and lovely, and civilization was an hour away. Mike's stepfather, a man who feels about condiments the way my mother feels about parades, was very excited to show us how to fry a turkey, which he did in their garage because it's too cold to do it outside, and doing it inside the actual house is a very good way to set your house on fire. The four of us, Mike, his parents, me, dutifully stood in the garage while his stepfather slowly lowered the bird into the vat. It looked like a coffee urn in a deli except filled with boiling peanut oil. There were crackles and fizzes. Nothing exploded. Mike's stepfather let the bird settle into the pot then took off his oven mitt. Cool, said Mike, or something close. Okay then, said his mother, or something close, and rubbed her hands together. They both turned around and headed back in. Mike's mother to continue to cook the rest of the meal, and Mike to do what so many young adult men do when in their mother's house, get horizontal on an overstuffed piece of furniture and take intermittent breaks to graze on whatever food was in sight. It seemed awfully rude to abandon someone with a turkey, especially cruel with the, albeit low, threat of disaster. Plus, I was still trying to endear myself to my future in-laws. I stayed put. You're my turkey-frying buddy, Mike's stepfather said, verbatim. Satisfyingly, I know this because he still says this to me on a regular basis. We stood in the garage, drinking glass after glass of very good California Chardonnay for the duration of the frying, which, if I had to estimate, took three hours, and which cemented our affection forever. Fried turkey is delicious and not to be discounted. Nevertheless, when it was time to go back to New York, we knew that mountaintop Thanksgivings weren't for us. We moved to Madison, Wisconsin, where I went to graduate school. We got married. Small Thanksgivings with imported parents, transient in nature. We moved back to New York to a small house that had an actual dining room, where we hosted Thanksgiving for a raucous group of people, including several butcher friends of ours. If the food industry is famous for a hard living, liver-ruining sense of fun, butchers should be at the top of the fun pyramid. People drank so much that one young adult man vomited. It was a thrill, but too wild, truly, for our dispositions. The next year, we'd just finished my book tour and came home the day before Thanksgiving. We ordered Thanksgiving takeout, which was nearly as good as having made it at home, only minus the leftovers, which everyone knows are the best part. I found out I was pregnant with our first child the next morning. And that's when it happened. The realization that we were two, about to be three, people who, despite our genuine affection for corn pudding, brussels sprouts, and pie, were unmoored. Before then, I hadn't minded the haphazardness of our planning, because in a way, it had felt like we were still just kids ourselves, and anything we did was a pretty good effort. Now we were going to be someone's parents, and therefore, all forthcoming holidays would be part of the official record. We had to get it together. For the past decade, we've hosted. The guest list changes from year to year. We always have to ask our butcher friends how to properly cook the turkey. But the important thing is to have guests who will adapt to your life changes. One year, pre-official record, our friend Stephen brought pot brownies, and my father had a neat little pile of them, rendering him somewhat narcoleptic but pretty happy about it. The year after we had our first baby, Stephen brought earplugs for everyone. The more people came, the less we had to cook, which was delightful. I think it's a good holiday when you realize that you left at least one dish in a half-complete state in the fridge, a tart unbaked, onions uncaramelized, and that it didn't matter because there was already more than enough. Very few people show up to Thanksgiving expecting to have their mind blown, and so the bar is actually nicely low. When I was eight months pregnant with our second child, we moved to a new house in mid-November and hosted anyway, though we got the whole meal from Poppy's, our excellent local caterer, cooking only the turkey and dessert. Stephen brought packaged chocolate bars. No one cared. The key, I think, is to have enough guests that not everyone can easily fit around the table, which means that people can choose their own adventure. Informal, as gluttonous as one prefers, like a cocktail party, but with a mostly untouched bowl of cranberry sauce. This past year, like so many of the Thanksgivings this decade, was a first for us. This time, we had recently opened Books Are Magic, our bookstore in our neighborhood of Cobble Hill, our seven-month-old retail baby. We had a full house at home, both sets of grandparents, Stephen, his boyfriend, Stephen's mother, our friend Tyler, and the rambunctious children who are hard-pressed to sit at the table for a whole meal any day of the week, let alone when the house is exciting and full of people and there are cakes and pies and cookies in sight. Mike wanted to go and open the store. No, I said, clearly moved by the spirit of generosity and friendliness. Our staff had the day off and our customers certainly expected us to be closed. But then we already had the grandparents in the house, no doubt watching the parade on television, which meant that it was possible for us to sneak out for a few minutes. We walked the ten minutes to the store, greeting people on the street. People with small children still need the twice-daily trips to the playground, regardless of holiday or weather. At the store, we unrolled the side gate and shimmied our way in. We weren't inside for more than two minutes before someone walked by and asked if we were open. Yes, Mike said, so thrilled to be asked. What are you looking for? The man was in search of La Part, David Leibovitz's memoir of living in Paris. And just like that, we were open, at least for one customer. What was he doing for Thanksgiving? He was visiting family, knocked out of his routine, and needed a book. And we were there. Mike was right. It felt good to be a small part of someone else's day. The holidays are built up with the pressure of perfection and an audience both real and imagined. But isn't this kind of the point of a day like Thanksgiving? To be a little more luxurious with your time? As I tell our five-year-old when he whines that his brother's ice cream sandwich is lasting longer than his, you need to have an attitude of gratitude. Even it's just acknowledging that my holidays are never going to be as perfect as other people's, and I'm grateful for that. It feels almost transgressive in the age of social media to admit that things aren't going exactly the way you planned, that there's room for improvement. Some day, when the boys are bigger, we'll take the train uptown the day before Thanksgiving and herd together with all the other tourists to watch the giant balloons get inflated, slowly rising from their rest-Garfield, Pikachu. There will be some from my childhood and some we can't identify, and somehow there will already be characters that my sons have loved and gotten over because everything starts earlier than we think. What will my kids remember about the holidays, I wonder? They eat parmesan off the rind. They want dessert first because they know what's what. Someday they might even try the turkey. The Bon Appetit Foodcast is produced by Carrie Polis and Christina Che and produced and edited by Emma Wortsman. Our theme music is by Nathaniel Wortsman. We have new episodes every Wednesday, and if you want to tell us about this or any other episode, email us at foodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.